you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Noun. Dad Is Not A Noun is a social media platform dedicated in changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood. And I have a special guest today. He's an awesome father, husband, entrepreneur. He just awesome brother, man. Um, I'm a blur with a, and it's just, I'm truly humbled to have this brother on. His name is Jason Richards. He is the creator of VT Heroes a, is a Toko-themed deck uh, building fighting game. What's going on, brother? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, listen, that's always confusing to people when they see it. They're like... Oh, no, no, it's not that. It's just, you know, I do have, um, growing up, I had a bad stuttering problem when I was little. And so as I got out of my stuttering problem, I still have it a little bit because I want to choose my words right. And so sometimes yeah. I'll start. <laughs> Hello, so, no, you don't even need to have one, brother. I'm telling you, as someone who has been in this industry long enough, <laughs> I know so many people who have tripped up on stuff. And, and, and we're talking about professional voice actors, all that stuff. Like, I trip up on some of this stuff, too. Like, <laughs> and it's my, it's my game. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about... the. Uh, uh, Ooh, what um this thing <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that man but yeah thank you for jumping on with me how are you doing how's the family house house life in covid world uh family's doing well my my 10 month old son he is he is happy and giggling and pooping like crazy <laughs> um He's awesome. Little Jonathan Parker is doing all right. If you notice, the Parker thing is a running theme in this family. Um, I, yeah, yeah, we have Spider-Man households. Uh, <laughs> I mean, most it's mostly me though. I mean, I, I I've actually I drew that and that, this piece right here for Sony Pictures. But remember, Spider-Man Two. Yeah. I did it for their website. I did that piece for awesome. their website. Wow. That was back in 2002, 2001, wow. 2002. That's, that's dope, man. And that's the cool thing about it. A family that can laugh to, uh, together stays together. And I think that's important philosophy when it comes to family. But tell me a little bit about your story. Tell me a little bit about your, your background and how did you get into Toku? Oh, well... I mean, I've always been into 
a lot of stuff like animation, anime, gaming. I uh, started making games at 12. Mm. Um, I'm a lot older than most people think because, you know, black don't crack. Um, <laughs> so when I was younger, computers had one color, green. And <laughs> there was no such thing yeah. as graphics, really. Yeah. Um, so I was making computer games on what is known as the Apple IIe. Um, oh, you went way back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with Nintendo, and I learned basic. I learned the programming of uh, basic. And from there, I started making my own games. I wanted to be like Nintendo so bad. So I started making not just one type of game. I tried, I made sports games. I made all these different games. I, I learned the basics of coding through base, uh, like through basic. And then I was like, if I change this, can it make it do this? Mm. Oh, that dot went across the screen like a football. Can I make a football game? And then like, <laughs> you know, I'm making football games. Um, I made fighting games. I've made, you know, all kinds of games, RPGs, all that stuff. And, I kind of dropped that for a while because, well, before I even got to high school, um, I started making a magazine because mm. I was obsessed with Nintendo that much. They came out with this new magazine. See, this shows how old I am. I was there when the NES first came out and they first introduced Mario. I was like, yo, this is amazing. And then, I'm, with you. I'm like probably this, almost your almost your age. I'm I'm 41, so I. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, you right there. I'm 42. I'm there with you. You know, you know. <laughs> you know. And, and so and so when that happened, um, my mind was like opened up, like seeing Zelda, Legend of Zelda on the gold cartridge and all that stuff. Just all these games, Mega Man, all this stuff was blowing my mind. But then they put out this uh, Nintendo Power. Yes. And it had like showed you the map of how the world was made and this and all this stuff had comic books inside, like comic strips inside. And I was like, I want to do that too. So I started making all these games and I made a magazine that had tips and tricks. Oh, and then wow. I was selling this stuff to people in the neighborhood and teachers. I would have people sign up for like a $5 a month subscription for my magazine. <laughs> like, I, when I say I was a hustler, like as a kid, like my hustle game was strong. Like I was like, I'm going to start a business. So this, wow. is, this has been something in the making. I mean, I've been doing this stuff since I was a kid. And then high school, I started developing card games because we couldn't afford computers because, you know, that computer died and got old and all that stuff. And you know we didn't we're not not a wealthy family growing up, um, so what I ended up doing was everything I learned from making computer games and things I learned from the video games the few video games that I had, and I still had the subscription, so I was reading the magazines and all that stuff. Well, what a, what about remember they had that hotline? So instead of going oh the, to the Nintendo hotline. hotline. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> But I'm saying you had that entrepreneur spirit. He's like, y'all, you don't need that hotline. Just holla at me. I got you. I got you. Just yeah, <laughs> I was the hotline. So, but yeah, I started doing that. And like, but the, one of the things was because I didn't have the technology available, I found a way around it. So I started making games that play like video games, but were made out of like cardboard, wood, paper, all that. So I started making board games. Because back then, the only board games you really had, you had Dungeons and Dragons, like the yeah. book, 
but you didn't have like you had Monopoly, you had Parchies, you didn't have like board games where it was like adventures and stuff like that. So I was like, why don't we make that? Why don't I make this stuff? So even as a teenager, I started making card games where you would fight as ninjas and do all this stuff. And like, I wanted to take every video game I saw, I wanted to see if I could make a version of that game that didn't require electricity. Wow. So I started making RPGs where it was like this big cloth map that I drew out Mm -hmm. and you had cards with characters and you had to travel and it could be multiple people playing at the same time with their own party. I made an MMO. That's dope. It was just a, it was like, that's genius. It's an MMO on paper. on on (laughs) So yeah, like, and it just, just kept going and going and the Toku thing. I mean, I've always been into like, Japanese culture, like my, the way I was brought up, like there was a lot of that, uh, like, I guess, cross culture stuff going on. Uh, Family is Jamaican. And through that, there was a lot of connections to like Japanese culture and stuff like that. And then like, I was blessed enough to go to schools where my friends, we we look like the planeteers. Like it was like there was black kid, there was Japanese kid, there was like the Indian kid, right. like, you know, like, and we shared cultures and all that stuff. But but growing up, my family, uh, my mom worked at the U- University of Penn bookstore um, back before it was the big giant bookstore that it is in, in Philadelphia. It was this tiny little closet underneath a bridge legit under a bridge (laughs) um and i ended up you know reading a lot of books i was into absorbing knowledge so i absorbed stuff about all the different cultures all this stuff so i learned about manga before manga was a common thing here you know and like seeing all that stuff then i worked in importing stores Mm. Um, where we imported Japanese like games and Japanese, you know, animation over back on VHS. They don't know about that. They don't know about that, <laughs> they don't know about that struggle, boy. No, they know about streaming, but no, VHS. Streaming, yo, streaming is so sweet, man. I remember having to pay $30, $40 for two episodes yes. on a VHS tape. Yes. And you'd be lucky if you got it in, you know. If you wanted it in dub, you hope you got it in dub. If you wanted it in sub, you hope you got it. <laughs> they don't know how good they got it now. Yo, you just get up in the morning and be like on your phone, be like, yep. what anime am I gonna watch? Like, like, yep. yeah. It's great. But going back to the ingenuity and innovation, um, I think we we're kind of related because um me and my friends, we created our own board game back in the days too, because uh, we were into wrestling. And so we created our own wrestling board game where we had a dice. And if you rolled a certain number, you would do a certain move. We, we had, I had a wrestling game. Mine was card based, but like it was. And it was so cool because what we did was we made fake belts. What we did was we got paper bags, cut it, and then uh, got aluminum for you with cardboard and made our own belts. So going back to being young and creative, man. What you were creating was like your own tournaments. Yes. We you, did. That yes. was yeah, that was before esports. There was that. It was yes. the neighborhood tournaments. Yes. And those were the trophies, baby. Those were the trophies. Like <laughs> look, I know what that's like. You don't think we had a tournament here at the house? 
Oh, uh, yeah. right before uh, when the bit when we had the baby shower, mm. I had people from I had some LA people come over. I had some cats uh, all from all different walks of life. Some <laughs> wrestlers came over <laughs> while the, while the, the missus is upstairs. I'm there talking about the baby coming soon. Everybody's playing little baby games. We down here play testing the game. Had a whole party. <laughs> But you know how serious we were about about that gaming? Because remember um, the Pile Driver album? Yo, listen. Did y'all have entrance music? Did y'all do entrance music? <laughs> we, Wait a uh, what we used to do was we would play certain songs off the album as an intro. <laughs> as I knew it. I was like, I, I was like, where is he going with this? I was like, he probably did the same dumb stuff I did. Like have entrance music when you when your homies came in. You'd be like, you had like different Buster music playing. Like you had all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, it was- I, I read right through that. Like. <laughs> But it was fun and it was just being kids and you know we all our friends got together and it was just it was our thing because we created it and that's the beauty of it yeah and and it's a shame that maybe maybe now you should think about making it a thing i could i could point you in the right direction okay all right we could talk this out uh, definitely <laughs> behind the scenes we'll make it happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, going back to what you know, you know, being able to get those resources to be inspired by um, Japan culture because it's interesting. Because when you go back to the history of it, Godzilla was inspired by King Kong. Uh, yo, see, <laughs> yes, y'all see this right here? See I this see. Right here? Yes. If it wasn't for this Japanese live-action Spider-Man show. Which was I have it, I own it. Oh, if it wow. wasn't for that, shows like Power Rangers wouldn't exist. Facts, facts, facts. And people don't even they're like, what do you mean? Y'all no, <laughs> look it up. Like that is the right. reason why Power Rangers popped off. They was like, That's a cool idea. <laughs> and next thing you know, they was like, How about we make five of them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that goes back to uh VT Heroes. Because, you know, another part of that culture is the transforming heroes. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Because that's a, it's a, a little bit element to, to the game, right? Yeah. Uh, like, story-wise, it is. More right. so than in the game. Right. But in the game, you build your character based on color, element, and totem, which means, like, spirit animal. Um, but in the story, like, the graphic novel that's in the works now... Uh, we're in pre-production with it. Uh, with it, you you it's the Matrix mm. meets Street Fighter. Nice. With a Power Ranger skin. Mm. So people are logging into instead of just transforming in the real world like how you know a lot of these shows were like Kamen Rider, Power Rangers, you know all that stuff. This fit, you know, VR Troopers was more along those lines a little bit. Tron fits around that yeah. whole thing. Uh, Ready Player One, you know, like this is a in the story. VT Heroes is a popular virtual video game, mm. and the story revolves around these nine players 
who log in, and when they log in, they become these VT heroes, and they battle one-on-one, you know, like a fighting tournament, and they want to win the, you know, big prize of millions of dollars and fame and all that stuff. And the story revolves around why they are in the tournament in the first place. Mm. Uh, so there is that slight transformation thing because the people that you see, how do I describe this? Remember the uh, James Cameron's Avatar? I do. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And you see how the protagonist, the male protagonist was in a wheelchair, but yes. then when he logged in, he could he he didn't need a wheelchair. He was also yeah. a giant blue cat. Like, you know, that was a transformation. Yep. In VT Heroes, just because the character you see in that suit is male doesn't mean it's operated by a male character. It like VT Blue, which is our main, our main mascot, you know, character that's that's up there in the middle there, um, is actually a little girl. Mm. But when she logs in, she's a male character. It's just like if you played an actual video game. You play if you play Street Fighter and you play as you only play as Chun Li. If you, we made a virtual game of it, I doubt it would turn you into Chun Li. You would just be you inside of Chun Li's like like frame and the, right. the construct of what right. she is. So that gives people that it, it helps with identity issues um, because there's a lot of characters that are male, but when they log in, they're female and vice versa and everything in between. Uh, the other thing is we have characters like we, I break a lot of gender norms right. or tropes without being all preachy about it because I don't I don't want it to be all preachy and like look how woke I am like, nah. no 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 I should be I want to do something different and I thought it'd be cool to break the mold I like stepping outside the box and I think you do with this because the next question I was going to ask you is um, you know I'm a big champion for diversity and inclusion. Um, I think when I think of diversity, uh, I think of, you know, um, you can have, uh, black people in it, but it's not, it's true intent. Like, for example, one movie like Shazam, like, you know, you had Shaq play the main character and that was a terrible movie, you know, Um, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then you have like, you know, the movie like Black Panther, where you have a cast and you you get this great product. Um, the one thing I, I like about this is that it's it, it's based on inclusion. Again, when you were talking about you know you know anyone can pick up this game and you can be that character. So can you yeah. kind of talk about that a little bit? I know you talked about it a little bit. Can you kind of give me a little bit more insight about that about the card game about that element of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of the things is like we talked about how some of the roles are like some of the characters may look male on the outside, but like when they log off, it's actually like a female character and vice versa and all in between. Uh, one of the things I did was like, it's nine characters. So I tried to split it in half. Obviously you can only do four or five, but I did that with the male female character lineup usually in shows that follow the sentai or toku scene 
you have one, maybe two. But if it's two, that team has to be at least five or seven like, team members before they add it to two. You know, three, three to five, you get one female character. Yep. Um, I was like, no, everybody can catch hands. Like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> hey, I want everybody to get beat up. So, like, there's four, there's four female constructs and five male constructs. Uh, the other thing is that I wanted to show because I, you know, I, I, you know, run conventions and stuff like that, and I've I've seen uh, how people treat cosplayers who aren't the perfect body type how they treat them terribly on there. Um, and I go out of my way to have like different body types as cosplay guests. When some cons are like, nope, you have to be like this big boob supermodel thing. And I'm like, look, ain't nobody mad at it. Ain't nobody mad at it. But there's more than that out there. So what I've done is like, I've had, you know, petite to plus size, like cosplayers, black to white, everything in between. Like, I want to show that there's there's more than just one demographic that enjoys this fandom. Right. And and with this, I've done that by uh, one, even making the red, red, green, and black, which are usually ma- male characters in most Sentai. Yeah. I made them all, made them women. And the red one, especially, is a plus size one. She she a thick girl, and like I've been getting a lot of high fives from from well, from everybody really for making a making a you know thick ranger. <laughs> 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 but like a lot of people have definitely um, been like really hype about that, and and then I the purple one is a very uh, petite female character like she doesn't really have you know, a lot of hips and all that stuff and i've gotten a lot of uh, messages from women who suffered from eating disorders wow. who said that this is the first time they've ever felt seen wow because whenever they do body positivity campaigns and stuff like that it only focuses on plus size very true and like so i guess i'm starting a trend i don't know like and and then we got a brother too we got a we got a husky ranger bull like he's not love man (laughs) yeah right Uh, vt gray is uh one of our heroes and he you know he has he has a belly on him he ain't like ripped all the way through he's got some weight on him but he's not a chump right and then and then also pink our pink one is a guy Matter of fact, our pink one is a super muscular guy. They're you about the same frame as white. Camera made pink look cool back in the days. Remember when he used to wear the pink mink? Yo, remember back? Well, <laughs> <laughs> look, look. I know. Uh, I you know what? I blame Power Rangers because Power Rangers is the reason why pink became like associated with just girls because that show was so influential and so powerful yes you wanted to be a ranger like everybody you know we were looking at each other like we know we the black ranger right like we knew, <laughs> we knew. if you had that mix of friends you knew darn well you weren't gonna be red like nope. <laughs> <laughs> You lucky he cool, but right? <laughs> but it, but it's crazy how like those shows would 
like fun when you were younger. Um, but those shows kind of uh, put out those stereotypes about every group. Like as an adult look at past and you look at it, like you see the Black Ranger, he's just this dude that that dances and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, <laughs> we dance. We do dance. We you know, know how to dance, dance well. I mean, but there's, some, there's some brothers that can't dance. So let's, I mean, let's there are some brothers that can't dance. Right? <laughs> That's true. But but you know, overall, as as a stereotype, we have like we hold down a good dance. Like, so I, like listen, I don't mind that they play on these stereotypes. It wasn't a bad thing because Zach was awesome. I mean, real talk. He would do. He would pop and lock and then and kick punch somebody the- in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that hip hop keto was the jam. Listen, I was for it. I was for it. For real, he was serving people before you got served. Real right, talk. and he really didn't do it too because he was serving with some dance moves. He'd be like, <laughs> and then just beat you up, and then you like, what happened? Why? Why he kicked me though? Right, I was enjoying. Why he was going dance. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and er, er, everybody had a thing for the pink ranger. I'm just gonna put it down. I, like, I had a crush on the yellow ranger. I ain't gonna front. I thought she was, was like cute. Pink, man. He was like the quiet type, and I like the quiet type. That's me. I, I, I was like, she was doing all them gymnastics and all that. I was like, bruh. <laughs> I think I can't. Even do it. <laughs> I was gonna say that was the first time I noticed a uh, uh, non melanated uh, posterior and go, huh? Not bad. <laughs> I would say her, and then I would say Topanga from um, Boy Meet World. And but she always came off as she was like. So- she, she she was mixed with something, I, so I knew that was popping off. Was like, yeah, she, 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 she. Yeah. And mixed. then I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Wendy Kelly Kapowski from um, Say by the Bell. Was it? What's her name? The chick for Say by the Bell. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly yeah. 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 <laughs> That's when I realized I was like, I love everyone. Like, I have no prejudice. I do not. I I will not discriminate. No. I I can't discriminate now. Pink Ranger. (laughs) But have you, by doing that, have you got any pushback from those hardcore OGs when it comes to to that world? Surprisingly, the complete opposite. Uh, People have given, shown nothing but love because they think it's so cool that I'm doing these, like, things to break the norms like uh, like they're like yo that's so cool that your your pink one is like ripped <laughs> like, he's like this ripped dude you are like that that's kind of banging and then apparently there's this cosplayer out there who's like a bodybuilder who's also a pink he likes that's cosplaying awesome. as a pink ranger that's awesome and somebody had tagged him in one of the Post and was like, is this supposed to be you? And <laughs> so we already have our lineup of actors and stuff like that for this series. Awesome. But who knows? We might, we might. Like, hey, what you, what you up to? I'm nine. Just podcasting work. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
you want to be a superhero because we actually we're going to be shooting commercials oh, there is a live action commercial there was the first one i made back i saw that up. on youtube that was yeah. that was fire i love that i love the big brother see a lot of people was was like yo so many girls are like can i get his number that great one though <laughs> <laughs> What's up with him? I like that. Like, I'm like easy women, easy. Like, can you keep that helmet on? <laughs> keep the boots and the helmet on. Right. <laughs> but going back to the game, man, talk about I love the idea of problem solving. I think that's important, especially when it comes to education and innovation. When it comes to games, is that element, especially you being a father, and I know he's you know still little, you know, yeah. you kind of talk about that. I think that's the the most important thing of that game is that. Can you talk about that? The card game. Talk about that. Yeah, like it, it's it's the original. I mean, the, you want to cut down to the root. It's rock paper scissors, but then I took that and expanded upon it so that it has more of a feel like an arcade fighting game but you have to sit there and there's simple math in it because like i wanted it so that younger ages can get into the game without it being a strain on their brain you know like sometimes i look at some of the games out there like Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff they start with like four thousand points and then they always yeah. take weird numbers like you know 217, you like, right, how much is that really? Because you know how we get with, like, once you become an, even when you're an adult, you're like, yeah, minus take carry to one. Like, yeah, <laughs> but like, I was like, no, 25 life points. Things take one, two, three, you know, whatever the number is, but we ain't going crazy with it. Um, but it does help till children with, uh, there's some multiplication, but definitely a, you know, adding, subtracting, like they learn addition and, and, and subtraction like quickly. Uh, they also teaches them to work with ratios because when you build your hero, you're only allowed 10 battle points. And within those three cards of creating your hero, you have like the, the hero, which is whatever color it is, like VT blue, um, lightning, you know, is your element. You know, like I use that one at Wolf because those three cards, it's like four, three, three, yeah. which makes 10. You have right. to start the game with a setup that allows 10 battle points. So that affects how you play as well, because each one of those numbers represents your levels of what what level card you can use. So you have to think ahead of like, how do I play? Do I use more attack? Am I a person that would want to use more defense? Am I a person that wants to use more specials? You know, like how do I play as a person? And it makes you look into yourself like I'm more, of, I'm not that aggressive. So maybe I should, you know, do this. And like, and then you have to kind of like outwit your opponent because you're put, you both play a card face down and that's where the rock, paper, scissors aspect is. It's like, but instead of just three options, you have four options. Mm. So, you know, and then on top of that, you have the 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 level numbers on the card too. So you, we can both play an attack card, right. but if I have a higher level, my, my card beats yours. Right. But you're like, do you want to waste that? Because he right. might, like, 
you can do stuff like you can uh, put cards in in play. We call right. it the in play cards, where it can affect your opponent, mm. where you can't use attack cards. So now that I know you can't use attack cards, I can play all my cards that usually get beat by attack cards. I can now play them. But I have to make sure he's not expecting me to play those cards, so I have to try and fake him out. So it's a lot of like, it's like chess, it's like, but very fast paced. And it does teach, like you were talking about the problem solving. It I've watched little kids like ages like six and like six to ten go like, yeah, no, I know if you try, I can't do that. So I know you're gonna try and do this move. I'll start that move, and you're like. Yeah, you're right. Like that. That's wow. That's some good problem solving. Like seriously, no, it's, it's facts. And I think the one good thing about this game is that what you're telling me, it also helps with uh, people skills, how to interact with people, like knowing the knowing the room. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way you act with certain people is not how you act with other people too. And it is a great way for people to communicate with each other because there's rules that are on the cards so sometimes you have to read the rules and you're like oh man i gotta I need to do this and the other person's like oh man like you're seeing there's like a it's not just an empty card play there's interaction because you can use cards to harm your, your opponent or help yourself and like it's it's you you look at your opponent and you think about stuff like that. You're like, do I want to focus on helping me or hurting him? Or like, do I try and do a little mix of both? And like, and it's, it, I don't know. I've seen so many people who play tested it. They seem to like get along and like joke with each other. They have fun. That's what it is. That's, that's the, what I'm looking for. They, they're, they're having fun. And I think that's the most important thing is having fun, you know, especially in this COVID world. It's a way to bring family together. Um, will there be like a, a app, like an app game version of this? Yeah, there is a possibility. Um, there's 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 talks. <laughs> there's there's okay. actually talks. I'm trying to get as many people. One of the things is getting enough supporters towards the game. Like the Kickstarter did great, far beyond what I expected. Like far beyond. I only needed five hundred bucks. <laughs> five hundred. <laughs> I set the goal for five hundred because all I wanted was enough copies to send to different review companies and all that stuff to like and send them off to like. Certain people and like they do a review. All right, cool. So like ten thousand plus dollars later, like I was like, okay, like wow. Because <laughs> that's the one thing is I'm a strong believer is that if you build it, they'll come. Yeah, and especially you know with your energy and your fire and your dedication to um inclusion it, it was no brainer for people to support it you know what i mean i know you're being humble about it but i know when you were in the lab putting together you're like you know what this shit is gonna be fire people are gonna like this shit. <laughs> i mean like, <laughs> it. and like i i you you love your projects 
I've worked on tons of different comics. I've worked on games. I've worked on all different show, TV shows, all that stuff. You want, you love your project, but you also have to be real with yourself. You be like, I may love it, but everybody else might hate this thing. So like, I that's why I set the bar mad low. Because I was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm going to do my best to make it look sharp, though. But I didn't know it was going to be $10,000. Like, just imagine asking somebody, yo, can I get 500 bucks? And they're like, how about 10 What? (laughs) Who am I killing? Like, (laughs) 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 you mad at your wife? Like, (laughs) I know, right? So yeah, like it, it's been going well. Um, one that Kickstarter money goes fast because most of it goes right back into production. Yep. I was yo, let me tell you how hype I was when I saw them zeros land in my bank account, and I was like, "Oh yeah, boy, we about to have a cookout early." <laughs> <laughs> then Kickstarter was like, "Oh wait, wait, wait. oh my bad. Let me take a uh, ten percent." Yep. I was like, wait, what? Hold up. Whoa. 10%. What? And there was what like, about those people that didn't have money on their card? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know that was a thing until it happened to me. And like a couple of the people's little red triangles came up. was like, broop, 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 broop. I was like, what? what is that? And you have to be a bill collector. Like, yo. Yo, yo, I really did. <laughs> yo, it was so bad. I had to run up on my man's, and my man's, he's a supporter. He was, he was riding out. He was like, he was changing, I think he was changing banks or something like that when it happened. And like, it just didn't go his way. I had to come to his job. No, <laughs> 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 was, was hitting him up. I was like, yo, this thing ain't letting me get the money because like, Something went wrong with your card. There's an error. He's like, oh, oh, man. I'm like, listen, See bro. See what happened, bro? Well, right. And then, like, he, was like, he was like, "Uh, just come just come by the job. Just come by the job. Just come by the job. I was like, all right. But it just felt weird coming by the job like, where my money, though? <laughs> I felt like Stewie. Brian, like, where my money, man? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, comments and like don't pay the bills, dude. Where my money? <laughs> I, I, like, come on, bro. And like, but no, everybody, everybody was pretty much cool. Everything generally worked out. Uh, a lot of the money, more than like, no, I don't say half, almost half of the money went into production because I had to make copies of the game, and then people got uh, the helmet. Yeah. This no. is actually a prototype. This is a little beat up. This is the prototype from the live action uh, commercial. Dope. That's dope. Uh, I, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that in a second because that was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment. I almost got emotional. <laughs> but then people bought extra packs. Nice. Because when you buy, this is just a starter deck. Yes. And you can do a random, if you're using just one deck to play against somebody, you just randomize the deck. Shell out 40, shell out 40, or just play. But if you know somebody who got their own deck, you can customize your 40 cards to know exactly what you want. And then some people buy extra packs so that 
they can have doubles of certain cards that they really like using. Mind you, we also have play mats. Nice. I love it. They got, they got play mats. I love so they can, like, play the game. You know what I'm saying? I, I love the detail in the mats. That's dope. And it even tells you where the you know the cards go, like your action deck, your you know, there's like the discard pile. Uh the three at the bottom are your stats where you build okay. your hero. And then um the top is the in-play cards. Those are the special cards that you can use to upgrade yourself or downgrade nice. your opponent. Nice. And we even have one that's different art on there. I love it. I love it. It's a game mat. It's not a bath mat, everybody, just to let you know. Because you know what someone out there is probably like, oh, oh, I don't have a bath bath mat, so I'm going to use it as a bath mat. No, it's, it's, it's for a I game. I think you could use it as a bath mat. I think it's water. It's, it's water. It's just... yeah. well, um, <laughs> but if you go to the link tree, we do have stuff like shower curtains, duvet covers, and such in our merch area. Word? What do you think I got this awesome cup? Oh my god, man, you animal, you freaking genius. Travel mugs. Yeah. You got everything. <laughs> hey, you want to buy a, a you can collect, buy and oh. collect these mini helmets. Look, yeah. got bottom, hand painted by oh, the wow. creator of the game. That is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. What's next? What's next? Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Actually, what's next is a thing for me. Um, I did make this one though. There's a special Spider Man. I like that. BT Heroes for myself. That's dope. Okay, so not telling that that's his. <laughs> that's mine. That's my. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, actually, right now I'm, I'm actually gonna. I had a custom uh, 12 inch action figure made. Oh wow. Um, it is, it's in production now, so I don't know. It's going to be more of those collect super expensive collector ones where it costs like a hundred fifty, two hundred $200, but it's like, is there like it's actually wearing spandex. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it's actually going to have spandex and like dope. a helmet and like, <laughs> like, it has like a gun and a sword from the game. Right. Wow. That's dope. So that's dope. I'm gonna tell you, I, bruh, this has been crazy. Like I've had awesome successes with conventions, my comic. I'm in the Encyclopedia of Black Comics. Like that is dope. Like at that point, you're in history books. You're in the Encyclopedia. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Um, thanks to Dr. Sheena Howard for putting me in there, and like that's part of that legacy. I was thinking about. Because it's like I'm actually in history with other black comic creators from the yeah. beginnings. Like yeah. I'm in the same book yeah. as like all these big names. Yes. And what? Um, so like I don't know, it's just it's just so much like seeing that having on I don't know if you saw the Instagram video, I'm gonna send it to you. Um this is called my Stan Lee moment. Yeah, send that to me. Yeah, definitely. I want to see that. Stan Lee moment. Can you let me see if you can even guess? As like, think you're a creator and all that stuff. 
what would be your Stan Lee moment? My Stan Lee personally, or just 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 in general, just, in general, when you think Stan, Stan Lee, Lee moment when I heard that uh, James Cameron was going to make Spider Man, but it didn't work out. See, no, this, this is what <laughs> I remember. I remember reading that script too. Like they leaked that script like years ago. Because uh, Nikki Cox from Unhappily Ever After was going to be Mary Jane. Leonardo yes. DiCaprio was penned no. to be no. Peter Parker. Yeah, I remember. Listen, you see all and then James Cameron was, was supposed to direct. He was supposed to do X-Men. But Stan Lee went to him. He's like, yo. He kind of like, come on. I, I, I want to see you do Spider-Man. And so that's how that Spider-Man came into play because I think he would have and, actually done a good job with Spider-Man. And in X-Men, Storm was going to be played by Angela Bassett. Everybody wanted that to happen in the first place. <laughs> like, like, no, no, no offense to Halle Berry. Like, you know, Halle Berry, Halle Berry. But yeah, like, yeah, by Angela Bassett. You know, Tina Turner, dude. I didn't <laughs> I grew up watching Tina Turner, like, and I forgot what Tina Turner looked like because I kept, because the second I saw Angela Bassett as Tina Turner, that became the new visual of, of in my yeah. brain. And she played the flight attendant in uh, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> I'm going way back. <laughs> it is not a tumor. <laughs> yeah, that movie. I love that movie. That is. That, that was like the first non. That was around that and twins and like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, okay, so so check it out. Here's my Stan Lee. Yeah. I, I I I came up with this phrase like calling it the Stanley moment. It's when you see, you get to see or feel your characters come to life because mm. i was like this is how stanley must have felt when he was on set for avengers because i got to be on set wow with uh common ramen uh studios wow you do those great power ranger uh the stunt videos yeah. and the martial art fight and the fight videos and all that stuff i was in new york and i it was like whispered down the lane that they were gonna be there, but I knew them. Per I knew some of them personally, so I was like, "Yo, I haven't seen you guys in forever." I'm like, oh, like I can't wait to like link up with everybody. <laughs> and then I get there, and they're like, "So we're gonna uh, be doing VT Heroes. We're gonna be doing a a, a fight scene." VT. Wow. I was like, "Wait." Wait a minute, what? And like with the help of the Paladins of Cosplay, uh, because they put together an event called Lightbenders, uh, a lot of the heads of that are the VT heroes. Wow. So if it wasn't for Law, who's actually the VT Yellow, um, it was crazy. Like I drew these characters, I drew this game. You know what I'm saying? I drew this game. Now I'm sitting just watching them fight each other and i'm like yep. what i'm it's like action and then they're just they're fighting i'm like i drew you last week yeah wow i remember drawing you 
now you're like hanging out with me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Stanley had to feel some type of way when he was on the set of, you know, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Cause that's his favorite characters. And like seeing like Spider-Man swing by and stuff like that. Just seeing yeah. all that stuff. Like, it's just, it's like, uh, like you, you, you made it moment. You would say, yeah. you, know, you, you made it and some that, you know, even though you're being humble, but I know in the beginning when you put it all together, like, yeah, I know people are going to love this. This is no, going to be really, fire. I didn't know. I really, <laughs> well, you have to understand, I don't know. I'm such a realist when it comes to the stuff I create. Like, right. I don't know how well it's going to be. Right. So I'm just like, I know well, how to market things. I do know how to market things. So I'm not going to say like, I didn't aim for certain things and certain, like I know color schemes. I know color mm-hmm. theory. I understand like graphic design and marketing. I know all those things. I do those things. Those are my jobs throughout my you know career right. outside of like drawing and writing. So I know certain key points to aim for, but you still never know if it's going to be a hit. Like Walking Dead was a comic that's been around for a long time before it's this big hit that people were always talking about. You know, same thing with The Watchmen. Same thing with a lot of these comic book movies outside, even the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, Avengers was cool and all, but Avengers was not the end all be all from like in in the comic scene. No. Definitely not Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) No, definitely not. Absolutely not. Definitely, I, I definitely. I remember when they announced that. I was like, "Okay, they chose them, <laughs> right?" <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have faith. Mm-hmm. But the Guardians, though, like, mad obscure. I was like, only like the six comic nerds out here in this world are gonna be like. And then, like out of nowhere, prime example, Blade with Wesley Snipes, Snipes, the first Blade, that just came out of nowhere. That was the like, first like, real, that was the first successful like Marvel movie and people don't even realize like that is Yeah, a lot of people don't even know that's a, 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 a is a Marvel but when that film came out, people didn't even know that was a Marvel. I was hyped so I was like they had a Marvel logo in the intro of the of the of the movie, I don't think so. Probably like at the end of the credits, but like in the beginning, I don't what even think they have like intro in, in the beginning of it. Yeah, I wonder because it probably wasn't all fancy like how they are now because they're like, we Marvel, baby. Yeah, like, we Marvel. Like, look at us. Right. But like that movie, I wonder. That's a good point. That's a really good point, bro. Like, I, I don't think like at the end of the credits, it's probably like Marvel. Marvel. And- that's it. <laughs> or if it was in the beginning, it was in plain text, like yeah. on the corner. You know how it'd be like so and so studios would be like going back to the to Marvel. Yeah, going back to the Commodore 64. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, just real quick. Yeah. Keep yeah. that pushing. Yeah, we don't know how well I was gonna do. And then they're like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We knew it was gonna be successful. Stop lying. No, you didn't. You didn't have confidence. Right. right. That's how I feel. So like, when people are like, oh, you knew your stuff was going to be a hit. I was like, I was hoping. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, I freaked out 
because like it got funded within what half an hour wow yeah and like i said when yeah. i go back to it when you build it they will come and they came um before we end this man this was a dope conversation man i love this um the ultimate goal with that is the noun is to bring the blur universe with fatherhood because i think those should mess together there's no brainer okay. um can you talk about what does it mean to be in that blurred blurred world but as well as a father because i know you want to bring your child into that world too because again it builds self-esteem awareness of self and it, it builds um people skills at the same time so can kind of talk about that yeah uh one of the things i want is I just I want to build a legacy for my son to be proud of. I want him to be able to like people talk about like say there's a cartoon of VT Heroes or something or games and stuff like that. They're like, "Yo, man, playing VT Heroes." He's like, "My dad made that." And like, <laughs> like, um, and because we know a lot of industry people, I want him to, I want to use that so that he can learn as much as possible. You know, we're going to go over to L.A. and we're going to go to Cartoon Network because we got fr fam pretty much family over there. We got family over at Warner Brothers. I'm like, like, look, this is what it's like to work in an animation studio. This is what it's like to, to do voice acting. This was like to work on a TV show. I want to take them and uh, expose them to all these things so that. Because I, I want him. To, I. I I don't say I want to push him where he has no choice, but I want him to know that he can be creative if he wants to. And then I really like to see more of that. Um, I mean, to be honest, I've seen it in other cultures, you know, like look at Ron Howard. Yep. Ron Look's Howard and his daughter, his daughter is directing like, Mandalorian. Like yeah. what? Like, and he was an actor. He was a child actor that went into directing and started making some of the best movies. And then, like, went over and was like, yo, my daughter, here you go. And I want to provide those same type of roads and connections. So, because I, I spoke at um, one of the things that was a driving force about this whole dad thing and, like, that really affected me. I, I speak at a lot of schools. And I spoke at this one school that was a predominantly black uh, school, and it was like a like like a charter or a Catholic school, but they didn't have a lot of funding, and they were like, "Oh, we we would love to have you come over, but we don't really have much money and all that stuff." And I was like, "Look, you give me a sandwich, I'm good. Like, I, I don't worry about me traveling back. I got I got my ways. I can get back." Um, and I went there. And it was literally a sea of brown. Wow. And I was like, wow. And then so I did my presentation. I showed the like the comics I've worked on, the awards I've won. Showed them, like my my fine wife. Like I was like, she's nerdy too. And like, you know, this, that, the other thing. And like all this cool stuff. Like I showed them my life. Right. And the thing that hit me the hardest, and this will always stick with me, after the presentation. I guess one of the teachers was like, you want to get a picture together with the kids? I was like, all right, cool. The entire school jumped wow. into this picture. 
you wow. like you really couldn't see me because like we're all dark. It was like mad dark skin kids, like <laughs> back and forth. And you just see these. It was just a sea of just these young, bright eyed children that were just like blown away at the fact that I look like them doing the stuff that they wish they could do. And one and a couple of the kids came over and was like, "Thank you for being here." And they said, we didn't know we were allowed to even do this stuff. Wow. And I was like, what? And like, and it wasn't the teacher's faults or anything. It's literally how we're being, they're being told in the streets. Like there's our hood brothers and sisters that's out there still, still hitting them corners and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, there's that hood mentality that hates the fact to see Black folk do stuff that's out of the the, the the ghetto mentality. Yep. And I love I love my hood. I love my peoples and all that stuff. But it was definitely tough when it was like, hey, I want to make a comic book. And your people in your neighborhood was like, are oh, you trying to be white? Yep. I'm like, but it's not a white thing, though. No. No. Like, we can be game developers. We can be comic book artists. We can be comic book writers. We can be voice actors. We can be movie stars. We can be directors. There's so many things that we can do as a people. Yeah. We have talents, like, naturally as a people. You know, we just music alone, we shut it down. Like, if it wasn't for us, there wouldn't be a lot of music around. Seriously. I tell a lot of people about uh, the story of... Um... Alexander Dumas, you know, a child from Haiti, right? Yep. His father was one of the greatest generals of all time, you know. Um, he creates the Three Musketeers, which I think is based on his three brothers. Um, because uh, I didn't know that. his father sold his three brothers into slavery, so him and and um his dad uh can go to back to France. So I kind of linked those two together because it kind of makes sense. And then you also have the Count Amadi Cresco, which was based off his father, you know? And so, and so, <laughs> and so it goes back to um, the one thing my friend Cole told me, how can you become something if you've never seen it? And, and that's, that's what my mom did. Yeah. My mom went out of her way. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. Now, now, I ain't gonna complain about life now. But like back then, like we were, we were poor. We didn't have much. But she would scrounge money together and take me on trips to museums, and or she would save up money to so that we could go to nice restaurants, or we could so that I can experience what it's like outside the hood. Yeah. And then she, while raising me, she went to University of Penn. I went to Wharton, graduated from Wharton, all that stuff, moved on out, balled out. Like, you know, I, so I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it. You know, she was an immigrant. You know what I mean? Like, she had tons of barriers that stopped her, that should have stopped her from learning. The language barrier, right. cultural barriers. There's right. the fact that she is a, a dark skinned woman in, in, in America, like, should have been a barrier. She fought and she, you know, and made sure that, you know, she wasn't going to give up. She wanted to build a legacy for, for me. And now that's what I'm doing, you know, with the help of my awesome wife. 
you know, my, my, my wife is like my, my, my backbone for a lot of this stuff. I mean, I created a lot of stuff on my own. It was, there was a point where I didn't even know if I wanted to keep doing this and, you know, she, she made like, she's into nerdy stuff. She ain't into all exactly the same stuff I'm into. We, we watch uh, our, we our, our stuff. That's a, that's a good thing, man. Right. <laughs> if, like she'll sit there and watch power Rangers with me. If I'm watching, if we ain't got nothing to do, but like, but, but but there's stuff where it's just like sometimes she's like keep going yeah. i'm like all right <laughs> <laughs> bro so on that note i'm gonna leave it like that because i want to you know give you some pony po- points with your wife uh, <laughs> so how can people find you uh there's too many ways to find me um but the, right now the focus is VT Heroes on Instagram. We have uh, J1 Studios. That's the overall company that I own that produces VT Heroes. That also uh, is the foundation of J1Con, which is the J1 Studios convention. It's like anime and video games in, in Atlantic City, which is just at a standstill right now because of you know pandemics and all. But uh, you can follow uh, J1 Studios. You can follow VT Heroes. You can follow J1Con. Right now, though, gotta have VT Heroes though. Check that out because, like, I, I got bills. And, like, that right there will pay the bills faster than anything. <laughs> Buy a game. <laughs> Everybody say they want to support black business. Here's a black business to support. There you go. <laughs> That's what I try to do here is that is not a noun, is tell the narrative of fathers as well as. Um, men as entrepreneurs just to put it out there you know support it you know yeah. it's not oh well but at least it's out there so people know it exists because that's the one thing is that they don't know that you exist you know yeah. and when they see that like oh damn i didn't know that like yeah yeah now you know now you have no excuse right right now now <laughs> so um all right, brother. I appreciate you for coming on with me. I had a blast, man. This was yeah. hour of gold. This is this was like an hour of gold, man. I love this, man. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm here for it, man. <laughs> yeah, I was having a blast. <laughs> we, so we, we could have kept going for hours. Don't don't give me stuff. I know, man. I'm, but I'm about to go and make me a sandwich. A sandwich <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, you said it right the first time. You're making a sandwich. You know, there's a difference between a sandwich and a sandwich. A sandwich. And yeah, I'm I'm about to do that right now. But again, thank you again, man. <laughs> and we're out. Peace. Peace. All right, one, two. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ishmael from Dad is not a now. That is not a noun, is a social media platform dedicated in changing the narrative for men of color and fatherhood. And I have a special guest today. He's an awesome father, husband, entrepreneur. He's just awesome brother, man. Um, I'm a blur, with a, and it's just, I'm truly humbled to have this brother on. His name is Jason Richards. He is the creator of VT Heroes, a, is a toko-themed deck a building fighting game. What's going on, brother? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, listen, that's always confusing to people when they see it. They're like, oh, no, no, it's not that. It's just, you know, I do have, um, growing up, I had a bad stuttering problem when I was little. 
And so as I got out of my stuttering problem, I still have it a little bit because I want to choose my words right. And so sometimes yeah. I'll start. <laughs> Come on, so, no, you don't even need to have one, brother. I'm telling you, as someone who has been in this industry long enough, <laughs> I know so many people who have tripped up on stuff. And, and, and we're talking about professional voice actors, all that stuff. Like, I trip up on some of this stuff, too. Like, <laughs> and it's, my, it's my game. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's about the... Uh, uh, Ooh, what um this thing what? <laughs> uh, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate that man but yeah thank you for jumping on with me how are you doing how's the family house house life in covid world uh family's doing well my my 10 month old son he is he is happy and giggling and pooping my crazy <laughs> um He's awesome. Little Jonathan Parker is doing all right. If you notice, the Parker thing is a running theme in this family. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we have Spider-Man household. Uh, I mean, most it's mostly me though. I mean, I, I I've actually I drew that and that, this piece right here for Sony Pictures. But remember, Spider-Man Two. Yeah. I did it for their website. I did that piece awesome. for their website. Wow. That was back in 2002, 2001. Wow. Two. That's, that's dope, man. And that's the cool thing about it. A family that can laugh to, uh, together stays together. And I think that's important philosophy when it comes to family. But tell me a little bit about your story. Tell me a little bit about your, your background and how did you get into Toku? Oh, well... I mean, I've always been into uh, a lot of stuff like animation, anime, gaming. I uh, started making games at 12. Mm. Um, I'm a lot older than most people think because, you know, black don't crack. Um, <laughs> so when I was younger, computers had one color, green. And <laughs> there was no such yeah. thing as graphics, really. Yeah. Um, so I was making computer games on what is known as the Apple IIe. Um, oh, you went way back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with Nintendo, and I learned BASIC. I learned the programming of BASIC, and from there, I started making my own games. I wanted to be like Nintendo so bad, so I started making not just one type of game. I tried. I made sports games. I made... All these different games, I, I learned the basics of coding through base, oh, like through basic, and then I was like, if I change this, can it make it do this? Mm. Oh, that dot went across the screen like a football. Can I make a football game? And then like, <laughs> you know, I'm making football games. Um, I made fighting games. I've made you know all kinds of games, RPGs, all that stuff. And I kind of dropped that for a while because, well, before I even got to high school um i started making a magazine because mm. i was obsessed with nintendo that much they came out with this new magazine see this shows how old i am i was there when the nes first came out and they first introduced mario i was like yo this is amazing True. and then I'm, I'm like probably this almost your almost your age i'm i'm 41 so i I'm, oh yeah I'm, you right there i'm 47 yeah, i'm there with you you know you know, <laughs> you know. And, and so and so when that happened, um, 
my mind was like opened up, like seeing Zelda, Legend of Zelda on the gold cartridge and all that stuff, just all these games, Mega Man, all this stuff blowing my mind. But then they put out this uh, Nintendo Power. Yes. And it had like showed you the map of how the world was made and this and all this stuff had comic books inside, like comic strips inside. And I was like, I want to do that too. So I started making all these games and I made a magazine that had tips and tricks. And then I was selling this stuff to people in the neighborhood and teachers. I would have people sign up for like a $5 a month subscription for my magazine. <laughs> when I say I was a hustler, like as a kid, like my hustle game was strong. Like I was like, I'm going to start a business. So this, wow. is, this has been something in the making. I mean, I've been doing this stuff since I was a kid. And then high school, I started developing card games because we couldn't afford computers. Because, you know, that computer died and got old and all that stuff. And you know we didn't we're not not a wealthy family growing up, um, so what I ended up doing was everything I learned from making computer games and things I learned from the video games the few video games that I had, and I still had the subscription, so I was reading the magazines and all that stuff. Well, what a, what about remember they had that hotline? So instead of going oh the, to the Nintendo hotline. But I'm saying you had that entrepreneur spirit. He's like, y'all, you don't need that hotline. Just holler at me. I got you. I got you. Just, just yeah, <laughs> I was the hotline. <laughs> so, but yeah, I started doing that. And like, but the, one of the things was because I didn't have the technology available, I found a way around it. So I started making games that play like video games, but were made out of like cardboard, wood, paper, all that. So I started making board games. Because back then, the only board games you really had, you had Dungeons and Dragons, like the yeah. book, but you didn't have like, you had Monopoly, you had Parchies, you didn't have like board games where it was like adventures and stuff like that. So I was like, why don't we make that? Why don't I make this stuff? So even as a teenager, I started making card games where you would fight as ninjas and do all this stuff. And like, I wanted to take every video game I saw, I wanted to see if I could make a version of that game that didn't require electricity. Wow. So I started making RPGs where it was like this big cloth map that I drew out Mm -hmm. and you had cards with characters and you had to travel and it could be multiple people playing at the same time with their own party. I made an MMO. That's dope. It was just, it was like... That's genius. It's an MMO on paper. on on (laughs) So yeah, like and it just just kept going and going. And the Toku thing, I mean, I've always been into like Japanese culture. Like my m- the way I was brought up, like there was a lot of that, uh, like I guess cross culture stuff going on. Uh, fi- family is Jamaican, and through that, there was a lot of connections to like Japanese culture and stuff like that. And then like. I was you know, blessed enough to go to schools where my friends, we, we looked like the Planeteers. Like, it was like, there's black kids, there was Japanese kids, there was like the Indian kid, right. you know, like, and we shared cultures and all that stuff. But, but growing up, my family, uh, my mom worked at the U- University of Penn bookstore. Um, back before it was the big giant bookstore that it is in, in Philadelphia, it was this tiny little closet underneath a bridge legit under a bridge <laughs> um 
And I ended up, you know, reading a lot of books. I was into absorbing knowledge. So I absorbed stuff about all the different cultures, all this stuff. So I learned about manga before manga was a common thing here, you know, and like seeing all that stuff. Then I worked in importing stores mm. um, where we imported Japanese like games and Japanese, you know, animation over back on VHS. They don't know about that. They don't know about that, <laughs> they don't know about that struggle, boy. No. They know about streaming, but no. VJ streaming, yo, streaming is so sweet, man. I remember having to pay $30, $40 for two episodes yes. on a VHS tape. Yes. And you'd be lucky if you got it in, you know, if you wanted it in dub, you hope you got it in dub. If you wanted it in sub, you hope you got it. <laughs> they don't know how good they got it now. Yo, you just get up in the morning and be like, on your phone, be like, yep. what anime am I going to watch? Like, yep. It's great. But going back to the ingenuity and innovation, um, I think we're kind of related because um, me and my friends, we created our own board game back in the days, too, because we were into wrestling. And so we created our own wrestling board game where we had a dice. And if you rolled a certain number, you would do a certain move. We we had I had a wrestling game. Mine was card based, but like it was. And it was so cool because what we did was we made fake belts. What we did was we got paper bags, cut it and then. I uh, got aluminum for you with cardboard and made our own belts. So going back to being young and creative, man. What you were creating was like your own tournaments. Yes, we you, did. That yes. was yeah, that was before esports. There was that. It was yes. the neighborhood tournaments. Yes, and those were the trophies, <laughs> baby. Those were the trophies. Like, <laughs> look, I know what that's like. You don't think we had a tournament here at the house? Oh, uh, yeah. Right before uh, when the bit ba- when we had the baby shower, mm. I had people from I had some LA people come over. I had some cats uh, all from all different walks of life. Some <laughs> wrestlers came over <laughs> while uh, while the, the missus is upstairs up there talking about the baby coming soon. Everybody's playing little baby games. We down here play testing the game. Had a whole party. <laughs> But you know how serious we were about about that gaming? Because remember um, the Pile Driver album? Yo, listen. <laughs> Did y'all have entrance music? Did y'all do entrance music? <laughs> we, Wait a uh, what we used to do was we would play certain songs off the album as an intro. <laughs> as I knew it. I was like, I, I was like, where is he going with this? I was like, we tried to do the same dumb stuff I did, like have entrance music when you when your homies came in. You'd be like, you had like different Busta music playing, like you had all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was- I, I read right through that, like. <laughs> But it was fun and it was just being kids and, you know, we all our friends got together and it was just it was our thing because we created it. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And and it's a shame that maybe maybe now. You should think about making it a thing. I could I could point you in the right direction. Okay. All right. We could, we could talk this out. Definitely. Right, definitely. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, going back to what, you know, you know, being able to get those resources to be inspired by um, Japan culture, because it's interesting, because when you go back to the history of it, 
Godzilla was inspired by King Kong. Uh, yo. See. <laughs> yes. Y'all see this right here? See I this see right it. Here? Yes. If it wasn't for this Japanese live action Spider-Man show, which was, I have it, I own it. Oh, if wow. it wasn't for that, shows like Power Rangers wouldn't exist. Facts. Facts, facts. And people don't even they're like, what do you mean? Y'all no, look it up. Like that is the reason right. why Power Rangers popped off. They was like, that's a cool idea. <laughs> Next thing you know, they was like, how about we make five of them? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that goes back to uh VT Heroes, because you know, another part of that culture is the transforming heroes. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Because that's a, it's a, a little bit element to, to the game, right? Yeah, uh, like story-wise it is, more right. so than in the game. Right. But in the game, you build your character based on color, element, and totem, which means like spirit animal. Um, but in the story, like the graphic novel that's in the works now, uh, we're in pre-production with it. Uh, with it, you you it's the Matrix meets Street Fighter nice with a Power Ranger skin mm. so people are logging into instead of just transforming in the real world like how you know a lot of these shows were like Kamen Rider Power Rangers you know all that stuff this fit you know VR Troopers was more along those lines a little bit Tron fits around that yeah. whole thing uh, Ready Player One you know, like this is a in the story, VT Heroes is a popular virtual video game. Mm. And the story revolves around these nine players who log in, and when they log in, they become these VT heroes and they battle one on one, you know, like a fighting tournament. And they want to win the you know, big prize of millions of dollars and fame and all that stuff. And the story revolves around why they are in. The tournament in the first place hmm. uh, so there is that slight transformation thing because the people that you see how do I describe this remember the uh, James Cameron's avatar I do yes I do mm -hmm. and you see how the protagonist the male protagonist was in a wheelchair but yes. then when he logged in he could he he didn't need a wheelchair. He was also yeah. a giant blue cat. Like, you know, that was a transformation. Yep. In VT Heroes, just because the character you see in that suit is male doesn't mean it's operated by a male character. It like VT Blue, which is our main our main mascot, you know, character that's that's up there in the middle there, um, is actually a little girl. But when she logs in, she's a male character. It's just like if you played an actual video game. You play if you play Street Fighter and you play as you only play as Chun Li. If you, we made a virtual game of it, I doubt it would turn you into Chun Li. You would just be you inside of Chun Li's mm -hmm. like like frame and the, right. the construct of what right. she is. So that gives people that it, it helps with identity issues um because there's a lot of characters that are male but when they log in they're female and vice versa and uh, everything in between 
the other thing is we have characters like we, I break a lot of gender norms right. or tropes without being all preachy about it because I don't I don't want it to be all preachy. I'm like, look how woke I am. No, 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 no. no. I, I should I, be I want to do something different, and I thought it'd be cool to break the mold. I like stepping outside the box. And I think you do with this because the next question I was going to ask you is, um, you know, I'm a big champion for diversity and inclusion. Um, I think when I think of diversity, uh, I think of, you know, um, you can have uh, black people in it, but it's not its true intent. Like, for example, one movie like Shazam, like, you know, you had Shaq play the main character and that was a terrible movie. You know, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you have like, you know, the movie like Black Panther where you have a cast and you you get this great product. Um, the one thing I, I like about this is that it's, it, it's based on inclusion. Again, when you were talking about, you know, you know, anyone can pick up this game and you can be that character. So can you yeah. kind of talk about that a little bit i know you talked about it a little bit can you kind of give me a little bit more insight about that about the the card game about that element of it yeah definitely uh one of the things is like we talked about how some of the roles are like some of the characters may look male on the outside but like when they log off it's actually like a female character and vice versa and all in between uh one of the things i did was like it's nine characters so i tried to split it in half obviously you can only do four or five but I did that with the male-female character lineup. Usually in shows that follow the Sentai or Toku scene, you have one, maybe two. But if it's two, that team has to be at least five or seven like, team members before they add it to two. You know, three, three to five, you get one female character. Yeah. Um, I was like, no, everybody can catch hands. Like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, I want everybody to get beat up. So, like, there's four there's four female constructs and five male constructs. Uh, the other thing is that I wanted to show, because I, you know, I, I you know, run conventions and stuff like that. And I've, I've seen uh, how people treat cosplayers who aren't the perfect body type how they treat them terribly on there. Um, and I go out of my way to have like different body types as cosplay guests. When some cons are like, nope, you have to be like this big boob supermodel thing. And I'm like, look, ain't nobody mad at it. Ain't nobody mad at it. But there's more than that out there. So what I've done is like, I've had, you know, petite to plus size, like cosplayers, black to white, everything in between. Like, I want to show that there's there's more than just one demographic that enjoys this fandom. Right. And and with this, I've done that by uh, one, even making the red, red, green, and black, which are usually ma male characters in most Sentai. Yeah. I made them all, made them women. And the red one, especially, is a plus size one. She she a thick girl, and like I've been getting a lot of high fives from from well, from everybody really for making a making a you know thick ranger. 
but like a lot of people have definitely um been like really hype about that and and then i the purple one is a very uh petite female character like she doesn't really have you know, a lot of hips and all that stuff and i've gotten a lot of uh, messages from women who suffered from eating disorders wow. who said that this is the first time they've ever felt seen wow because whenever they do body positivity campaigns and stuff like that it only focuses on plus size very true and like so i guess i'm starting a trend i don't know like and and then we got a brother too we got a we got a husky ranger bull like he's not really love man (laughs) yeah right Uh, vt gray is uh one of our heroes and he you know he has he has a belly on him he ain't like ripped all the way through he's got some weight on him but he's not a chump right and then and then also pink our pink one is a guy Matter of fact, our pink one is a super muscular guy. They're about the same frame as white. Cameron made pink look cool back in the days. Remember when he used to wear the pink mink? Yo, remember back? (laughs) (laughs) Look, look. look, I know. uh, You know what? I blame Power Rangers because Power Rangers is the reason why pink became like associated with just girls because that show was so influential and so powerful yes you wanted to be a ranger like everybody you know we were looking at each other like we know we the black ranger right like we knew, <laughs> we knew. if you had that mix of friends you knew darn well you weren't gonna be red like nope. <laughs> like, you lucky he cool like, right <laughs> but but it's crazy how like those shows were like fun when you were younger, um, but those shows kind of uh, put out those stereotypes about every group. Like as an adult looking past and you look at it, like you see the Black Ranger, he's just this dude that that dances and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, <laughs> we dance. We do dance. We you know, know how to dance, dance well. I mean, but there's, some, there's some brothers that can't dance. So let's, I mean, let's there are some brothers that can't dance. Right? <laughs> That's true. But but you know overall as as a stereotype we have like we hold down a good dance like like, listen I don't mind that they play on these stereotypes it wasn't a bad thing because Zach was awesome I mean real talk he would do he would pop and lock and then kick somebody in the face (laughs) (laughs) that hip hop keto was the jam listen I was for it. I was for it. For real. He was serving people before you got served. Real right. Talk. And he really didn't do it too because he was serving for some dance food. He was like, oh. And then just beat you up. And then you be like, what happened? Why, why he kicked me though? Right. I was enjoying well, He was just going dance. Yeah, right? Like, and everybody had a thing for the pink ranger. I'm just going to put it down. I, I had a crush on the yellow ranger. I ain't going to front. I thought she I was, was like cute. That thing, man. He was like the quiet type, and I like the quiet type. That's me. I I, I was like, she was doing all them gymnastics and all that. I was like, bro. <laughs> I think mean, I can't. Even do it. <laughs> I was gonna say that was the first time I noticed a uh, uh, non melanated uh, posterior and go, huh? Not bad. <laughs> I would say her, and then. I would say Topanga from um, 
Boy Meet World. And she always came off as she was like, so, she, she she was mixed with something. I, so I knew that was popping off. I was like, yeah. And then I'm trying to think. Um, uh, Wendy Kelly Kowalski from um, Say by the Bell. Was it what's her name? The chick for Say by the Bell. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly yeah. 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 <laughs> That's when I realized I was like, I love everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have no prejudice. <laughs> I do not. I, do, I will not discriminate. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, I can't discriminate now. The Pink Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> But have you, by doing that, have you got any pushback from those hardcore OGs when it comes to, to that world? Surprisingly, the complete opposite. Uh, people have given, shown nothing but love because they think it's so cool that I'm doing these, like, things to break the norms. Like, uh, like they're like, yo, that's so cool that your, your pink one is, like, ripped <laughs> like, he's like this ripped dude and you're like that that's kind of banging and apparently there's this cosplayer out there who's like a bodybuilder who's also a pink he likes that's cosplaying awesome. as a pink ranger that's awesome and somebody had tagged him in one of the posts and was like is this supposed to be you and <laughs> so <laughs> We already have our lineup of actors and stuff like that for this series, but who knows? We might, we might. But hey, what you, what you up to? I'm nine. Just podcasting work. <laughs> <laughs> you like you want to be a superhero? Because we actually we're gonna be shooting commercials. Oh, there is a live action commercial. There was the first one I made. Back I saw that up. on YouTube. That was yeah. that was fire. I love that. I love the Big Brother. See, a lot of people was, was like, "Yo." So many girls are like, Can I get his number? That great one, though. What's up with him? I like that. Like, <laughs> like easy women, easy. Like, can you keep that helmet on? <laughs> <laughs> keep the boots and the helmet on. Right. <laughs> but going back to the game, man, talk about I love the idea of problem solving. I think that's important, especially when it comes to education and innovation. When it comes to games, is that element, especially you being a father, and I know he's, you know, still little, you know, yeah. can you kind of talk about that. I think that's the, the most important thing of that game is that. Can you talk about that, the card game? Talk about that. Yeah, like it, it's it's the original, I mean, the, you want to cut down to the root, it's rock, paper, scissors. But then I took that and expanded upon it so that it has more of a feel like an arcade fighting game. But you have to sit there and there's simple math in it because like I wanted it so that younger ages can get into the game without it being a strain on their brain. You know, like sometimes I look at some of the games out there like Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff. They start with like 4,000 points and then they always yeah. take weird numbers like, you know, 217, you like, right, how much is that really? Because you know how we get with like, once you become an, even when you're an adult, you're like, yeah, minus take carry to one, like, yeah, <laughs> but like, I was like, no, 25 life points, things take one, two, three, you know, whatever the number is, but we ain't going crazy with it. Um, but it does help till 
children with uh there's some multiplication but definitely a, you know adding subtracting like they learn addition and uh, subtraction like quickly uh they also teaches them to work with ratios because when you build your hero you're only allowed 10 battle points and within those three cards of creating your hero you have like the the hero which is whatever color it is like vt blue um lightning you know is your element you know like i use that one at wolf because those three cards it's like four three three which makes ten you have to start the game with a setup that allows ten battle points so that affects how you play as well because each one of those numbers represents your levels of what what level card you can use so you have to think ahead of like, how do I play? Do I use more attack? Am I a person that would want to use more defense? Am I a person that wants to use more specials? You know, like how do I play as a person? And it makes you look into yourself like, I'm more, I'm not that aggressive. So maybe I should, you know, do this. And like, and then you have to kind of like outwit your opponent because you're put, you both play a card face down and that's where the rock, paper, scissors aspect is. It's like, but instead of just three options, you have four options. Mm. So, you know, and then on top of that, you have the 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 level numbers on the card too. So you, we could both play an attack card, right. but if I have a higher level, mine my card beats yours. Right. But you're like, do you want to waste that? Because he right. might, like, you can do stuff like, you can uh, put cards in, in play, we call it right. the in-play cards, where it can affect your opponent, mm. where you can't use attack cards. So now that I know you can't use attack cards, I can play all my cards that usually get beat by attack cards. I can now play them. Mm. But I have to make sure he's not expecting me to play those cards, so I have to try and fake them out. So it's a lot of like, it's like chess, it's like, but very fast-paced. And it does teach, like you were talking about the problem solving. It I've watched little kids like ages like six and like six to ten go like, yeah, no, I know if you try, I can't do that. So I know you're gonna try and do this move. I'll start that move, and you're like, yeah, you're right. Like that. That's wow. That's some good problem solving. Like. Seriously, no, it's, it's facts. And I think the one good thing about this game is that what you're telling me, it also helps with uh, people skills, how to interact with people, like knowing the knowing the room. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way you act with certain people is not how you act with other people too. And it is a great way for people to communicate with each other because. There's rules that are on the cards, so sometimes you have to read the rules, and you're like, "Oh man, I gotta, I gotta do this." And other person's like, "Oh man, like you're seeing." There's like a, it's not just an empty card play. There's interaction because you can use cards to harm your your opponent or help yourself, and like it's it's you you look at your opponent. And you think about stuff like that. You're like, do I want to focus on helping me or hurting him? Or like, do I try and do a little mix of both? And like, and it's, I don't know. I've seen so many people who play tested it. They seem to like get along and like joke with each other. They have fun. That's what it is. 
that's that's the what I'm looking for. They they're they're having fun. And I think that's the most important thing is having fun, you know, especially in this COVID world. It's a way to bring family together. Um, will there be like a, a app, like an app game version of this? Yeah, there is a possibility. Um, there's 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 talks. <laughs> there's there's okay. actually talks. I'm trying to get as many people. One of the things is getting enough supporters towards the game. Like the Kickstarter did great, far beyond what I expected. Like far beyond. I only needed five hundred bucks. <laughs> five hundred. <laughs> I set the goal for five hundred because all I wanted was enough copies to send to different review companies and all that stuff to like and send them off to like. Certain people and like they do a review. All right, cool. So like ten thousand plus dollars later, like I was like, okay, like wow. Because that's the one thing is I'm a strong believer is that if you build it, they'll come. Yeah, and especially you know with your energy and your fire and your dedication to um, inclusion, it, it was no brainer for people to support it. You know what I mean? I know you're being humble about it, but I know when you were in the lab putting together, you're like, you know what? This shit is going to be fire. People going to like this shit. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> and like, I, I, you, you love your projects. I've worked on Tons of different comics. I've worked on games. I've worked on pro all different show, TV shows, all that stuff. You want, you love your project, but you also have to be real with yourself. You be like, I may love it, but everybody else might hate this thing. So, like, I, that's why I set the bar mad low. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I'm going to do my best to make it look sharp, though. But I didn't know it was going to be $10,000. Like, just imagine asking somebody, yo, can I get 500 bucks? And they're like, how about 10 bucks? What? <laughs> Who am I killing? Like, right? <laughs> you, you, you mad at your wife? Like, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> so, yeah, like, it, it's been going well. Um, one, that Kickstarter money goes fast because most of it goes right back into production. Yep. I was, yo, let me tell you how hype I was when I saw them zeros land in my bank account. And I was like, oh, yeah, boy, we about to have a cookout early. <laughs> <laughs> then Kickstarter was like, oh, wait, 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 ooh, my bad. Let me take uh, 10%. Yep. I was like, wait, what? Hold up. Whoa, 10%? What? And it was what like, about those people that didn't have money on their card? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. So I didn't know that was a thing until it happened to me. And like a couple of the people's little red triangles came up like broop, 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 broop. I was like, what what is that? And you had to be a bill collector, like, yo, yo, my money. <laughs> yo, I really did that. <laughs> yo, it was so bad. I had to run up on my man's and my man's he's a supporter. He was he was riding that. He was like, he was changing, I think he was changing banks or something like that when it happened. And like, it just didn't go his way. I had to come to his 
I was like, yo, this thing ain't letting me get the money because like something went wrong with your card. There's an error. He's like, oh, oh man. I'm like, listen, bro. See what happened, bro? All right. And then, like, he, was like, he was like, uh, just come, just come by the job. Just come by a job. Just come by a job. I was like, all right. But it just felt weird coming by the job like. With my money though, <laughs> I felt like Stewie <laughs> Brian, like with my money, man. <laughs> like, like I'm just saying, comments and like don't pay the bills, dude. With my money, <laughs> I, 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 come on, bro. And like, but no, everybody, everybody was pretty much cool. Everything generally worked out. Uh, a lot of the money, more than like, no, I don't say half, almost half of the money went into production. Cause I had to make copies of the game and then people got uh, the helmet. Yeah. This no. is actually a prototype. This no. is a little beat up. This is a prototype from the live action uh, commercial. Dope. That's dope. Uh, I, we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that in a second. Cause that was a moment. <laughs> that was a moment. I almost got emotional. <laughs> but then people bought extra packs. Nice. Because when you buy, this is just a starter deck. Yes. And you can do a random... If you're using just one deck to play against somebody, you just randomize the deck, shell out 40, shell out 40, and just play. But if you know somebody who got their own deck, you can customize your 40 cards to know exactly what you want. And then some people buy extra packs so that they can have doubles of certain cards that they really like using. Mind you, we also have playmats. Nice. I love it. They got, they got playmats. I love so it. Like, play the game. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I love the detail in the mats. That's dope. And it even tells you where the you know the cards go, like your action deck, your you know, there's like discard pile. Uh, the three at the bottom are your stats, where you build okay. your hero, and then um, the top is the in-play cards. Those are the special cards that you can use to upgrade yourself or downgrade nice. your opponent. Nice. And we even have one that's different art on there. I love it. I love it. It's a game mat. It's not a bath mat, everybody, just to let you know, because you know what someone out there is probably like, oh, oh, I don't have a bath bath mat, so I'm going to use it as a bath mat. No, it's, it's, it's for a I game. I wonder if you could use it as a bath mat. I think it's water. It's, it's water. It's just... yeah. well. um, <laughs> but if you go to the link tree, we do have stuff like shower curtains, duvet covers, and such in our merch area. Word? What do you think? I got this awesome cup. Oh my god, man. You animal you freaking genius travel mugs you yeah. got everything <laughs> hey you want to buy a, a you can collect buy and oh. collect these mini helmets look yeah. got a bottom hand painted by oh, the wow. creator of the game that is awesome that is yeah. awesome mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's next what's next oh <laughs> i know right actually what's next is a thing for me um I did make this one though. There's a special Spider Man. I like that. BT Heroes for myself. Nice. That's dope. Can't He's not selling that. That's his. 
<laughs> that's mine. That's my. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, actually right now I'm, I'm actually going to, I had a custom, uh, 12 inch action figure made. Oh, wow. Um, it is, it's in production now. So I don't know. It's going to be more of those collect super expensive collector ones where it costs like 150, $200, but it's like, is there like it's actually wearing spandex. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it's actually gonna have spandex and like dope. a helmet and like, <laughs> like it has like a gun and a sword from the game. Right. Wow, that's dope. So that is dope. I'm gonna tell you, I, bruh, this has been crazy. Like I've had awesome successes with conventions, my comic. Right. I'm in the Encyclopedia of Black Comics. Like that is dope. Like at that point, you're in history books. You're in the Encyclopedia. Right. Can't nobody tell you that. Facts. Um. Thanks to Dr. Sheena Howard for putting me in there. And like, that's part of that legacy I was thinking about. Because it's like, I'm actually in history with other black comic creators from the beginnings. Like, I'm in the same book as like all these big names. Yes. And what? Um, So like, I don't know. It's just it's just so much. Like seeing that having on. I don't know if you saw the Instagram video. I'm gonna send it to you. Um, it's called my Stan Lee moment. Yeah, send that to me. Yeah, definitely. I want to see that. A Stan Lee moment. Can you let me see if you can even guess? As like think you're a creator and all that stuff. What would be your Stan Lee moment? My Stan Lee personally, or just just. Just, in general, just, in general, when you think of the same moment when I heard that uh James Cameron was gonna make Spider-Man, but it didn't work out. See, no, this, this is what <laughs> I, remember I remember I remember reading that script too. Like they leaked that script like years ago. Because uh Nikki Cox from Unhappily Ever After was gonna be Mary Jane, Leonardo yes. DiCaprio was penned. Yeah. To be no. Peter Parker, yeah, I remember. Listen, you see, and then Gene, James Cameron was was supposed to direct. He was supposed to do X Men, but Stan Lee went to him. He's like, "Yo," he kind of like, "Come on, I, I, I want to see you do Spider Man," and so that's how that Spider Man came into play. Because I think he would have actually done a good job with Spider Man. And in X Men, Storm was going to be played by Angela Bassett. Everybody wanted that to happen in the first place. <laughs> I don't know why they even, like, like, no, no, no offense to Halle Berry, like, you know, Halle Berry, Halle Berry. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, by Angela Bassett, you know, Tina Turner, dude. I didn't, <laughs> listen, I grew up watching Tina Turner, like, and I forgot what Tina Turner looked like because I kept, because the second I saw Angela Bassett as Tina Turner, that became the new visual of, of in my yeah. brain and she played the flight attendant in uh kindergarten cop <laughs> i'm going way back <laughs> it, is, it is not a tumor <laughs> yeah that movie i love that movie that is that, that was like the first non that was around that and twins and like oh my gosh <laughs> But uh, okay, so so check it out. Here's my Stan Lee. Okay. 
I, I, I came up with this phrase, like calling it the Stanley moment. It's when you see, you get to see or feel your characters come to life. Because mm. I was like, this is how Stanley must have felt when he was on set for Avengers. Because I got to be on set wow. with Common uh, Ramen uh, Studios. Wow. You do those great Power Ranger, uh, the stunt videos and the martial art fight and the fight videos and all that stuff. I was in New York and I, it was like whispered down the lane that they were going to be there. But I knew them, per I knew some of them personally. So I was like, yo, I haven't seen you guys in forever. I'm like, oh, like, I can't wait to like link up with everybody. <laughs> and then I get there and they're like, so we're gonna uh, be doing VT Heroes. We're gonna be doing a a, a fight scene. Uh, wow. VT. I was like, wait, wait a minute, what? And like with the help of the Paladins of Cosplay, uh, because they put together an event called Lightbenders. Uh, a lot of the heads of that are the VT Heroes. Wow. So if it wasn't for Law, who's actually the VT Yellow, um, it was crazy. Like I drew these characters. I drew this game. You know what I'm saying? I drew this game. Now I'm sitting just watching them fight each other. And I'm like, yep. what? I'm it's like action. And then they're just they're fighting. I'm like, I drew you last week. Yeah. Wow. I remember drawing you. Now you're like hanging out with me. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Stanley had to feel some type of way when he was on the set of, you know, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies because that's his favorite character. Spider-Man, and like seeing, like, Spider-Man swing by and stuff like that. Just seeing yeah. all that stuff, like, it's just it's like uh, like you 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 made it moment. You would say, yeah. you know, you you made it, and some that you know. Even though you're being humble, but I know in the beginning when you put it all together, like yeah, I know people are gonna love this. This is gonna no, be I really, fire. I didn't know. I really, <laughs> well, you have to understand. I don't know. I'm such a realist when it comes to the stuff I create. Like right. I don't know how well it's going to be. Right. So I'm just like, I know how to market things. I do know how to market things. So I'm not gonna say like. I didn't aim for certain things and certain, like I know color schemes, I know color mm -hmm. theory, I understand like graphic design and marketing. I know all those things, I do those things. Those are my jobs throughout my you know career, right. outside of like drawing and writing. So I know certain key points to aim for, but you still never know if it's gonna be a hit. Like Walking Dead was a comic that's been around for a long time before it's this big hit that people were always talking about. You know, same thing with The Watchmen. Same thing with a lot of these comic book movies outside, even the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Like, like you know, Avengers was cool and all, but Avengers was not the end all be all from like in in the comic scene. No. Definitely not Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> no, definitely not. Absolutely no. not. Definitely, I, I definitely. I remember when they announced that. I was like, "Okay, they chose them, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have faith." 
Mm-hmm. Guardians, though. I was like, only like the six comic nerds out here in this world are going to be like. And then like out of nowhere, prime example, Blade with Wesley Snipes, Snipes, the first Blade. That just came out of nowhere. That was the like, first, like, real, that was the first successful like Marvel movie. And people don't even realize like that is. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know that's a, 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 a is a Marvel. But when that film came out, people didn't even know that was a Marvel. I was hyped. I was like, they had a Marvel logo in the intro of the of the of the movie. I don't think so. Probably like at the end of the credits, but like in the beginning, I don't what even think it had like a intro in, in the beginning of it. Yeah, I wonder because it probably wasn't all fancy like how they are now. Because they're like, we Marvel, baby. Yeah, like, we Marvel. Like, look at us. Right. But like that movie, I wonder. That's a good point. That's a really good point, bro. Like, I don't think to... at the end of the credits, it's probably like Marvel. Marvel. That's it. <laughs> or if it was in the beginning, it was in plain text, like yeah. on the corner. You know how, like, so and so studios would be like, going back to the of Marvel. Yeah, going back to the Commodore 64. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just real quick. Yeah. Keep yeah. that pushing. Yeah, we don't know how well it's going to do. And then they're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We knew it was going to be successful. Stop lying. No, you didn't. You didn't have confidence. Yeah, right. That's how I feel. So like, <laughs> when people are like, oh, you knew your stuff was going to be a hit. I was like, I was hoping. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I, I right. freaked out because like it got funded within, what, half an hour? Wow. Yeah. And like I said, when yeah. it goes back to it, when you build it, they will come. And they came. Um, before we end this, man, this was a dope conversation, man. I love this. Um, the ultimate goal with that is the noun is to bring the blur universe with fatherhood. Because I think those should mess together. It's no brainer. Okay. Um, can you talk about what does it mean to be in a blurred, blurred world? But as well as a father, because I know you want to bring your child into that world too. Because again, it builds self-esteem, awareness of self, and it, it builds um, people skills at the same time. So, can kind of talk about that? Yeah, uh, one of the things I want is I just I want to build a legacy for my son to be proud of. I want him to be able to like. People talk about, like, say there's a cartoon of VT Heroes or something or games and stuff like that. They'll be like, yo, man, I'm playing VT Heroes. He's like, my dad made that. And, like, <laughs> like um, and because we know a lot of industry people, I want him to, I want to use that so that he can learn as much as possible. You know, we're going to go over to LA and we're going to go to Cartoon Network because we got fr- fam- pretty much family over there. We got family over at Warner Brothers. I'm like, like, look, this is what it's like to work in an animation studio. This is what it's like to, to do voice acting. This was like to work on a TV show. I want to take them and uh, expose them to all these things so that because I, I want him, to, I, I I don't say I want to push him where he has no choice, but I want him to know that he can be creative if he wants to. And and I really like to see more of that. Um, I mean, to be honest, I've seen it in other cultures, you know, like 
Look at Ron Howard. Yep. Ron Howard, Howard and his daughter. His daughter is directing exactly. Mandalorian. Like yeah. what? Like, and he was an actor. He was a child actor that went into directing and started making some of the best movies. And then like went over and was like, "Yo, my daughter, he go." And I want to provide those same type of roads and connections. So. Because I I spoke at um, one of the things that was a driving force about this whole dad thing and like that really affected me. I, I speak at a lot of schools and I spoke at this one school that was a predominantly black uh, school and it was like a like like a charter or a Catholic school, but they didn't have a lot of funding and they were like. Oh, we we would love to have you come over, but we don't really have much money and all that stuff. And I was like, "Look, give me a sandwich. I'm good. Like, I, I don't worry about me traveling back. I got I got my ways. I can get back." Right. Um, and I went there, and it was literally a sea of brown. Wow! And I was like, "Wow!" And then so I did my presentation. I showed the like the comics I've worked on, the awards I've won. So like my my fine wife, like I was like, she's nerdy too. And like, you know, this, that, the other thing, and like all this cool stuff. Like I showed them my life. Right. And the thing that hit me the hardest, and this will always stick with me, after the presentation, I guess one of the teachers was like, You want to get a picture together with the kids? I was like, All right, cool. The entire school jumped wow. into this picture. You wow. like you really couldn't see me because like we're all dark. It was like mad dark skin kids, <laughs> like back and forth. And you just see these. It was just a sea of just these young, bright eyed children that were just like blown away at the fact that I look like them doing the stuff that they wish they could do. And one and a couple of the kids came over and was like, "Thank you for being here." And they said, "We didn't know we were allowed to even do this stuff." Wow. And I was like, "What?" And like, and it wasn't the teacher's faults or anything. It's literally how we're being—they're being told in the streets. Like, there's our hood brothers and sisters that's out there still still hitting them corners and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they. There's that hood mentality that hates the fact to see black folk do stuff that's out of the the, the ghetto mentality. Yep. And I love I love my hood. I love my peoples and all that stuff. But it was definitely tough when it was like, hey, I want to make a comic book. And your people in your neighborhood was like, are oh, you trying to be white? Yep. Like, but it's not a white thing, though. Wow. Like we can be game developers, we can be comic book artists, we can be comic book writers, we can be voice actors, we can be movie stars, we can be directors. There's so many things that we can do as a people. Yeah. We have talents, like naturally as a people. You know, we just music alone, we shut it down. Like if it wasn't for us, there wouldn't be a lot of music around. Seriously, I tell a lot of people about uh, the story of. Um... Alexander Dumas, you know, a child from Haiti, right? Yep. His father was one of the greatest generals of all time, you know. Um, he creates the Three Musketeers, which I think is based on his three brothers. Um, 
because uh, his, his father sold his three brothers into slavery so him and and um his dad uh can go to back to france so i kind of linked those two together because it kind of makes sense and then you also have the count amaldi cresco which was based off his father you know and so and so, <laughs> and so it goes back to um, the one thing my friend Cole told me, how can you become something if you've never seen it? And, and, that, that's, and that's what my mom did. Community. Yeah. My mom went out of her way. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. Now, now I ain't going to complain about life now. But like back then, like we were, we were poor. We didn't have much. But she would scrounge money together and take me on trips to museums and or she would save up money to, so that we could go to nice restaurants or we could so that I can experience what it's like outside the hood. Yeah. And then she while raising me, she went to University of Penn and went to Wharton, graduated from Wharton, all that stuff, moved on out, balled out like, you know, I, so I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it. You know, she was an immigrant. You know what I mean? Like she had tons of barriers that stopped her that should have stopped her from learning. The language barrier, right. cultural barriers. There's right. the fact that she is a, a dark-skinned woman in 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 America like should have been a barrier. She fought and she, you know, and made sure that you know she wasn't going to give up. She wanted to build a legacy for for me. And now that's what I'm doing. You know, with the help of my awesome wife, you know, my 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 wife is like my 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 backbone for a lot of this stuff. I mean, I created a lot of stuff on my own. Right. It was there was a point where I didn't even know if I wanted to keep doing this, and you know, she she made like she's into nerdy stuff. She ain't into all exactly the same stuff I'm into. We we watch uh, our we power and our stuff. That's a that's a good thing, man. Right. <laughs> like she'll sit there and watch Power Rangers with me if I'm watching. If we ain't got nothing to do, but like, but 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 there's stuff where it's just like sometimes she's like, keep going. Yeah. I'm like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> bro. So on that note, I'm gonna leave it like that because I want to, you know, give you some pony po points with your wife. Uh, <laughs> so, how can people find you? Uh, there's too many ways to find me, um, but the, right now the focus is VT Heroes on Instagram. We have uh, J1 Studios. That's the overall company that I own that produces VT Heroes. That also uh, is the foundation of J1Con, which is the J1 Studios convention. It's like anime and video games in, in Atlantic City, which is just at a standstill right now because of, you know, pandemics and all. But um, you can follow uh, J1 Studios. You can follow VT Heroes. You can follow J1Con. Right now, though, go to VT Heroes, though, and check that out because, like, I, I got bills. And, like, that right there will pay the bills faster than anything. <laughs> Buy a game. <laughs> Everybody say they want to support black business. Here's a black business to support. There you go. That's what I try to do here. Is dad is not a noun. Is tell the narrative of fathers as well as um, men as entrepreneurs. Just to put it out there, you know, support it. You know, yeah. it's not oh well, but at least it's out there so people know it exists. Because that's the one thing is that they don't know that you exist. You know, yeah. 
And when they see that, like, oh, damn, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, yeah. Now you know. Now you have no excuse. Right, right now, now, so. All right, brother. I appreciate you for coming on with me. I had a blast, man. This was yeah. hour of gold. This is this was like an hour of gold, man. I love this, man. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm I'm here for it, man. <laughs> yeah, I was having a blast. We, so we, we, we could have kept going for hours. Don't don't give me stuff. I know, man. I'm but I'm about to go and make me a sandwich. A sandwich right now. <laughs> well, you said it right the first time. You're making a sandwich. You know, there's a difference between a sandwich and a sandwich. A sandwich. And yeah, I'm I'm about to do that right now. But again, thank you again, man. <laughs> and we're out. Peace. Peace. So for you. Yeah, yo, there whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I hum behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all